0: Coming live from London is our guest this evening. Welcome to this very special edition of the KJ Masterclass Live, the show which ensures that you profit from your time spent here with experts, either through their industry insights, information or simply learning from them. And today we have Colin Shaw, founder and CEO of Beyond Philosophy, LLC, and he's the original pioneer of customer experience. Welcome to the show, Colin.
1: Thank you very much. It's uh, really good to be be here with you. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Thank you for joining us, Colin. So you are an original pioneer of customer experience and LinkedIn has recognized you as one of the uh, world's top 150 business influencers and you have more around 3 lakh followers, 300,000. And your customer experience company Beyond Philosophy LLC has been recognized by The Financial Times as one of the leading management consultancies for the last four years in a row and you have written several books on customer experience so no better person to speak to us about customer loyalty customer service customer experience than you so welcome once again so the whole idea is to talk about how to create loyal customers tell us uh, colin what does a loyal customer mean in today's uh, moving times
1: yes yeah, so a a good question. um A loyal customer first of all is a um invariably a profitable customer and why is that the case well one of the reasons that 's the case is that you don 't have all of the acquisition costs that that, that go on uh, from there uh, but I think, as you say, the first thing to do is to really try to sort of define what we mean by loyalty and this raises a a really interesting topic um which is about, you know, well, if you think about it, who are the people that you are loyal to? So uh, maybe your listeners would, would, would uh, give that some thought. You know, who are the people that you're really loyal to? And what you discover is that the people that you are really loyal to are people like your family and your friends. Uh, and, you know, when you start to examine, well, what does that mean? Basically, it means that there is an emotional attachment so we human beings well you know no matter where we are in the world because we're all human beings um we have an a, a loyalty means an emotional attachment okay so the interesting thing is that our our family uh wives kids you know our brothers sisters can do things to us that we don't like uh but we still love them we still are loyal to them uh and and you know this is one of the things that businesses sort of fail to understand most businesses today talk about loyalty as if it means the customer comes back to us and gives us all their money okay right well you know that that may be sort of the the goal of what you're trying to achieve but that's not loyalty the reason that customers would do that is because of the experience that you give them and therefore the the emotional engagement that you that you have with them so when it comes down to it to answer your question uh, a loyal customer is someone who has a a level of emotional attachment to you and effectively this is the one this is the way i always like describing it you know they will drive past your competition to come to you Uh, you may even charge more than your competition but they still stay with you um you know we may want to explore well why is that the case you know what you know what do you need to do around it um but you you know that's the key they're loyal to you they're constantly coming back to you you can even do things to them that they don't particularly like but because of that loyalty that you've engendered with them then they stay with you
0: okay so it's about customer experience how he feels emotionally Attached to uh, your company or your brand. Uh, now, is that right?
1: Yes, yes. So, so there are really when we start to sort of take it in the wider context of customer experience. Um, the first thing is that everybody has uh, every business, every person, whether it's B to business, to business, business to consumer. As long as you have a customer, so it doesn't really matter if you're buying a you know, $20 million um, uh, computer system or whether you're buying a book in a store, okay? There is a customer experience there, okay? So a customer experience for us is made up of four things. The first thing is the rational thing, which is effectively what customers are doing, okay? Uh, The second thing is that emotional thing, which as I've just talked about is the breeding of loyalty, the third thing is what I would call a subconscious experience. So, these are the things that we as human beings pick up from pick up from organisations. So, you go into signals and messages that we pick up. So, you go into a bank and they put pens on chains. Okay, that right. tells you that they don't <laughs> trust you. Okay, and uh, now if you said to the CEO you know, well, do you realize that, that you're giving this signal out? Well, the, the, they would probably go, no, we haven't really thought about it that deeply. And that's the issue. The fourth element is what we would, what or what, not we, but is being called uh, behavioral science, which is effectively understanding how human beings make decisions. Okay. So getting under the skin of, um you know we we like to think ourselves as being logical animals, uh, but human beings are not logical okay we are we are very illogical in our approach to things so and this is all the stuff that we talk about on our podcast called the intuitive customer it's looking at that how do customers make decisions, and therefore, how can you use that knowledge of how customers make decisions? to help build loyal loyal customers and create loyal customers.
0: Right, right, Colin. So we'll uh, ask for your expertise about how to improve uh, somebody's customer's uh, experience. But before that, let me ask you uh, things from today's perspective. One is that most of these big brands are also on the marketplace. Amazon, Flipkart, and in different countries in different formats. Sure. Now, a brand may be good, and I go and buy a brand on a particular marketplace uh, because I like the brand and I'm getting a good discount. Mm -hmm. But my experience on that marketplace is not good. Sure. So my experience becomes bad, and I don't go for that brand. I go for somebody else because that particular brand or company is offering me a better a uh, better service, better customer experience. Now, sure. how do you see loyalty here? Is it subservient to the discount here or is it that they would leave that discount, leave the marketplace because that's the most convenient thing. And they have an added advantage that the marketplace will help.
1: Sure.
0: So what do they do? They leave everything and they go outside and go to a dealer and buy. How does it work here?
1: Yeah. So I, I think the thing one of the biggest things that I've learned over the 20 years of doing this stuff is there's never ever one answer. So uh, my answer to you would be, well, it depends. So it, it depends upon the product or service. It depends upon how convenient or how, how much convenience are we talking about? Are we talking about that you can you know walk 10 yards down the road and buy something? Uh, And if you don't buy it there, then you've got to travel a hundred miles because that actually could become an inhibitor. Um, Is it, you know, is the, are we talking about triple um, uh, the expense by going somewhere else? You know, so I guess the point I'm trying to make is that there are, there are lots of different ways of looking at it. Let me, let me give you an example of this that that may actually help this conversation. Um, And this goes back to this sort of behavioral science piece. Okay. So, your your question really is around well how are we making a decision, and there's a thing called and, and again this is not th- this is worldwide okay this is you know clearly there are cultural differences in every country, right. but this is a hu- this is human behavior. There's a thing called the evaluability heuristic, okay, which sounds very grand, but it's not. Let me explain it to you. The evalu a, a heuristic is a rule of thumb that we human beings use to make decisions okay so let's go back to your scenario you know I want to buy something but the experience I'm getting is not very good here etc 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 and I said to you well it depends so what's the evaluability heuristic the evaluability heuristic is how do I evaluate the decision that I am just about to make and what we discover is and let me give you an example of this um i live half my life in florida in america and in florida in america there's a lot of uh, lightning okay and because there's a lot of lightning the power goes out okay and because the power goes out my internet goes out so i decided that what i was going to buy is an uninterruptible power supply okay i know nothing about uninterruptible power supplies about watts amps anything i go onto amazon and i look down at the list of power supplies and the only thing and it's got it's got this amount this one's got this amount of watts this one's got this amount of amps this has got etc cetera, etc cetera, different prices and i'm thinking the only thing i can make a decision on is how long will it last before it runs out okay that's how i made a decision all right so the point i'm trying to make here is That is what was important to me at the time. And when I looked at that list, it was uh, it was, you know, choose this one effectively. Now, let's go back to what I said at the beginning and try to apply that to you. Well, is convenience the most important thing? Is price the most important thing? Is the location the most important thing? Is the speed of delivery the most important thing? And obviously, different customers will have different things that are important. Some people will say, no, I need it tomorrow. Uh, I've got to have it. Some will say, no, actually, uh, I've only got this amount of budget, so I'm only prepared to pay this. So different customers will do different things. And again, that's the importance of understanding this whole area of behavioral science to be able to identify you know, how customers make choices and, you know, those are the things that we talk about on the on the podcast of of looking at things from a different perspective, basically.
0: Right, Colin. Right. So let's talk about improving customer experience then. then. How do a brand or a company improve customers experience to a point that they become loyal customers that too in today's shifting times?
1: Yeah, sure. Okay, so uh, let me give you an example of this. And again, this is something that we've we've just done a, a, a podcast that people may want to check out with a right. uh, a young lady called Michelle Patterson who used to work at um, Maersk Line. You may know Maersk Line. Maersk are the largest container shipping company in the world. Okay, and Maersk improved their Net Promoter Score, um, customer satisfaction type score. Okay. By 40 points over 30 months. And that led to a 10% rise in shipping volumes. Okay. How did they do that? Okay. Because they've started to create loyal customers as a result. There are a few key key questions that everybody needs to ask themselves to improve their experience. And going back to your podcast about improving the pro- profitability. Okay. So here's the first question. Because. You know, you've used an interesting word there. The word that you use that was really interesting was improve. How do they improve their customer experience? So improve effectively means you are somewhere and you're trying to get somewhere else. So the first question becomes, well, where are you trying to get to? So and the way that I would I would interpret that is in a question again, which is what's the experience that you're trying to give to your customers? Have you got a clear picture of the experience that you're trying to give to your customers? And given that we know customer loyalty is about that emotional attachment that I spoke about earlier, what emotions are you trying to evoke in your customers? Okay, so Merck Lane worked out that they didn't know Okay, and one of the things that we helped them with was to define what that experience was. They came up with, um, well, we we worked with them to come up with trust, cared for, and pleased. So think about that: trust, cared for, and pleased. So that meant in every single interaction that a customer had with them, the customer would say, "I trust Line. I feel that Merceline care for me and I feel pleased with that interaction. So whether they were phoning customer service, whether they were placing an order, whether they receiving an order, whatever it may be, the customer would would say that. But the way that you get there, again, is key. And this goes back to this behavioral science piece, which is the experience that you give your customers needs to be one that drives value or drives, again, go back to your theme, drives profit, okay? So which which emotions drive the most value for you or drives the most profit for you? And what we discover is that, and this is the really interesting bit, that oftentimes what customers say that they want and what they actually buy can be different okay so a customer may tell you that the most important thing for them is the price that you charge but actually it's not you when you start talking about a brand okay you know a brand effectively is a thought in your mind okay and there are brands that you would pay more money for but the service or the product that you're getting can actually be the same okay so in, in Disney, they know that when they ask their customers what they want to eat at a theme park, uh, Disney know that people say they'd like to have an option of a salad, but they also know that people don't eat salads at theme parks. They eat hot dogs and hamburgers. So what customers tell you and what actually drives value or profit can be very different. So you have to, to in summary to get to a loyal customer, you have to define what's the experience that we're trying to deliver? What emotions are we trying to deliver? And you know, what of those things drive value for us? And can you prove that? And have you then defined that? Does that make sense?
0: Yes, yes, it makes sense. Now, uh, tell us one thing, uh, Colin, then if we do not know Uh, that how customers uh, decide finally, then how do you design a great customer experience before he comes to you? I'm talking about potential customers here, which form a huge number of, you you know, people for any company.
1: Yeah, so a really good question. A couple of couple of things here. Firstly, A big mistake that a lot of organizations get into is they don't um, segment their market well enough, okay? Um, They talk about having customers that are from this region, customers that are coming from that region. They talk about customers, large customers, small customers, medium-sized customers. That's the wrong way to look at customers. You should be looking at customers for more of a, behavioral standpoint okay now let, let me let me go back to this uh, and uh, and and i'd like to actually offer a challenge to your listeners okay what i would like them to do okay is not to listen to their customers i would like them to see what their customers are doing so don't listen to what your customers are telling you i'm not saying ever just for a period Don't listen to what they're telling you. Watch what they are doing. Okay, go look at what happens on your website. Look at the the analytics about your website. Where do they travel to? Where do they leave your website? Where do they click on the different parts of your website? And what you'll discover is this. You will discover that what customers say and what customers do is very different. And what the important thing is to look at what they do. Once you've looked at what your existing customers are doing, you can then start to go, well, hold on. There's this group of customers over here that that are potential customers, going back to your point, that are potential customers, that if we changed our experience so it was more like this and, and changed our messaging towards them, and we looked at that more sort of subconscious way of talking to them, yeah. So not putting pens on chains. We would start to appeal to those, to that group of people. So it's understanding how your customers are segmented. It's about then understanding what the customers are doing rather than just being fixated on. Because, you know, as well as I do that every customer that you will ever meet, if you say to them, what's the most important thing? They will say price. OK, and what we know is it, it's not price. Okay. Brand is a is a key aspect of it. Um, and it's not just that people do not just go for the cheapest thing unless it's a real commodity. And I'm, I'm talking about a real commodity.
0: Okay. Okay, Colin. Then talking about, you know, customers now that why do customers say one thing and do another? Because you asked uh, uh, all the people to, you know, see what customers do rather than listen to what they say. Yeah. Now, why do customers behave like this uh, by, you know, saying something else and doing something else? And if in case you are listening to them, because not all customers will come to your website. Not everybody does things uh, online. Sure. So obviously you've got to uh, listen to them and your store managers, your sales managers or the sales executive, they got to listen to them and they talk accordingly so how what is it that they can learn from this conversation
1: yeah so uh, good good question I think there's a few things here Um, the simple reason that they do different things is because they're human beings okay Um, and the mistake again that we make is that we assume that people make simple decisions and we make logical decisions And we don't, okay? Human beings do not make logical choices. And again, this goes into understanding this whole behavioral science part. And we talk about this on this intuitive customer podcast. But let me give you an example, uh, which I think people can relate to. Um, When I walk home at night and I walk in the front door and I shout hello to my wife, Lorraine, and I say to her, yeah, how are you? She could say okay, and I think <laughs> there's something wrong. What's wrong? Are you really okay? Yeah. What type of day, Jad? It was fine, and I'm thinking yeah, it's not fine, is it? There's something that's happened, and it's so. The point I'm trying to make is, the best salespeople, yeah, I'm not sure. yeah uh, will actually start to understand that their communication, voice communication is just one aspect of communication. Okay. It's about how people say things. It's about the body language that they that they say. It's about all of these things. And, you, you know, I walk home at night and I shout hello to Lorraine. And within a one-word response, I know how she's feeling. I know she's feeling happy. I know she's feeling sad. I know what I should do to... If I want to make her happy, here's the things that I should do. And I know uh, if I want to annoy her further then these are the things I should do so. uh, okay but I mean it's funny because it it happens to us all every day but the same applies with a custom experience okay you may turn around at the beginning of a conversation with your customer and you may you say well what you know what is it that would make you sign the contract today well you need to take 10% off Okay, well, let's let's start talking about you know what what are the issues that you've got? What are the and and you start to discover that there are lots of other things that are motivating factors which you need to get under the skin of, basically.
0: Okay, so brands and companies should uh, treat or look at customers or, or listen to them as if they are listening to their wives. Is that right?
1: they should listen to them and, and interpret them as if they're, they're their wives in the sense of they should listen to what they're saying. I'm not saying ignore customers. What I am saying is l- look at what they're doing, hear what they're saying. Yeah. Or, or sorry, let me take, uh, take a step right. back. What l- Listen to what they're telling you, but watch what they are doing. OK. And it's what people do is more important than what people say, okay? Because I may tell you, how many times have you said to someone, yes, I will buy that product or service, and then you've never done it? Yeah, I'm sure you've done it a, a number of times. And the question then becomes, well, why did you tell that person that you would use their service, and then you haven't? And the answer to that is much more complicated. So look at what people do more than what people say.
0: Right, right, Colin. So now let's look at the online experience now. Uh, a lot of customers buy online and a lot of them uh, do their research uh, online. And perhaps many of them are women or perhaps if the husband is there, then the wife is also sitting next to him and sitting and see, seeing the products along with him. Now, how do companies design a great digital experience for people who are looking to buy online and they will not talk to you. They will not tell you anything. They will do things there and they will just place the order or they will not do anything at all. How sure. do you make them buy your product?
1: So again, it, it's about uh, a, a lot of this goes back to understanding your customers, okay? So, um, and therefore profiling your, your customers. So, uh, and, and not just in fact profiling your customers but profiling the people that you would like to be your customers, going back to your point of, you know, uh, of potential customers, because there is no point in creating a wonderful looking uh, web page. I've I've got three three kids. Okay. The type of web page that they would like and the type of web page I would like are very different. Okay. Right. So you've got to profile them, but it's not then just about age. Okay. My daughter the other day, was asking my advice on what mobile phone she should buy okay and I said to her hold on I'm twice your age and you're asking me for technical advice surely it should be the other way around so the point I'm trying to make there is you can't just say oh well this is this type of person they're earning that that type of money Um, therefore they're gonna you know this age they're gonna like you know we need to build it that way you have to look at it deeper and more about that whole area of behavior okay the second area is, again, looking at what people are doing. So I would encourage people to, I would be asking to sit over the, either do ethnographic research, okay, which basically means watching what people are doing when they're buying online. And you can get lots of um, tools now that will track where the cursor is going. You will, you can, um you can actually look at how customers are feeling, okay? So again, this is this is in a research setting, but through the cameras, uh, you can start to pick up what are called micro-expressions. So it may be that, I don't know, I'm looking at something, I'm a bit surprised by the price, and my eyebrows go up, you know, as I'm looking at shock, and that's a little bit of shock. Now, I, I've done that involuntarily, OK, so the point I'm trying to make is there are various different tools that you can start to use uh, where you can analyze what customers are doing, even in the web setting. Some of them are research, uh, but the other the other area that I mentioned earlier uh, is just by looking at the analytics and seeing what pages people are going to, what they're not doing, when they're leaving you, why are they leaving you, so on and so forth.
0: Right, Pauline, right. Now. After having spent so many years, you know, you have written several books and seen or consulted a lot of companies. People have taken your advice in 2002, you left your corporate life to, you know, move, make the customer experience better because you thought that this would become a critical business issue Mm -hmm. in 20 years after having written so many books after so many companies taking your advice do you think customers experience issue has become less critical or it has become you know a diff uh, a difficult issue from both sides even from a customer point of view and even from a company point of view how do you see this whole issue of customer experience now vis-a-vis what you saw in 2002
1: sure I, I i personally think we're a Point of change, uh, and I think that the, the point of change is going to happen um, as it does at, at different stages as we go around the world. Okay, um, but uh, again, w- w- I, I wrote on this on LinkedIn a little while ago. Again, did a podcast on this, and I think that we are at the we are at the bottom of the change in customer experience. Okay. So what do I mean by that? Uh, I can give you some stats from America. Uh, I don't have any for India. Uh, But what we know in America is that customer satisfaction is actually at a 17-year low. Okay? So, you know, despite all the focus on customer experience, despite all of the the rise in the industry, that we're at a 17-year low. Now, you could turn around and say, Well, that's because of COVID and some of it clearly is because of COVID, but not all of it. But because between 2010 and 2019, so pre-pandemic, only a third of organizations improved their experience. When I started in this industry 20 years ago, I saw a number of things starting to come together. Okay, And I thought to myself, customer experience is going to be a big, big thing. And as you said, I left the highly paid uh, corporate job and started uh, my own company. I'm seeing I'm seeing similar trends now, okay. And I think that what in 20 years' time, to answer your question, what we're see going to see is we're going to see uh, a rise in uh, what what I've called customer science, okay. And customer science is the fusion between AI, data, and behavioral science. And you, you've asked questions about the web. The, you know, the web is, is driving a lot of this. And people like Apple, Amazon, Google are doing this stuff now. So AI, data, and the web, uh, and behavioral science, the understanding of how people do things are starting to come together. And I think this area of customer science is going to take over from customer experience so as a wave of change i think we're coming down this side on customer experience and what we're seeing is another wave of change with the, which is this customer science starting to to take over we could talk about this for another 4 hours i'm sure and right. i'm happy to if you right. want to but right. i'm sure you don't want right. to right
0: there is so much to talk about this aspect because more or less colin uh, the world Uh, is passing through a change, but the customer service experience. Now, if I look at it, uh, what you said initially was that the customer should feel uh, close to the company, close to the product. Now, does it necessarily mean that if you give them an experience of AI or virtual reality, augmented reality and all that, does that still mean that the customer has got a customer goods, customer service experience. It's not. The problem comes only when there is a problem with a product. And he actually he or she needs that help at that point in time. That is a general person who understands uh, because this is a big issue. A lot of products are either very technical in nature. People use them very differently or sometimes they are not as high quality as they are in their parent company, but in countries like India, several of the companies, I don't want to name any one of them. But one thing I can tell you, if I am speaking without a mic, then that is also one of the reason is that uh, uh, the mic has conked off in just a couple of months. And now you cannot mend it yourself because the warranty will be void. And if you take it to them, you don't know who is the mother and father of this company in the U S it exists. But in India, nobody exists. So if, sure. if this is the type of customer service they want to or customer experience companies are wanting to give, then I don't know. Then I would like to understand where exactly this future, because you must be getting a lot of clients, you know, in your company beyond philosophy. And those must be wanting to provide good customers, so-called good customer service to their customers. My last question is this.
1: Yeah, so so you're, 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 you're right. Okay, uh, let's go back to the stats that I I just uh, said. Um, Between 2010 and 2019, only in the States, only a third of organizations improved their experience. That means two thirds didn't, okay? So the example you gave, I would suggest that the company, your microphone company, is in the two thirds that didn't improve their experience. What we also know though, is that people, organizations that do improve their experience? Okay. Uh, and again, um, uh, again, these stats are from the States, but I'm sure they would be worldwide. Um, we can also see that those organizations that do improve their experience um, are, are actually more, go back to your word, profitable. You don't need to, you see, I think the important thing here is that you think about the word experience. Okay, you can have an experience or you have an experience, even if you don't speak to anybody. I, I I order all my stuff through Amazon. I never speak to anybody at Amazon. Right. Okay. Um, but I trust Amazon, I have to say. Okay. Do they sometimes um you know make mistakes? Yes, they do, but overall, I trust Amazon. They have built that trust up with by doing the things that, you know, if you if I want to sell a, something back, it's easy to send it back. I don't need to talk to anybody. I can do it on an app. I can take it into the store. I give them the product back. It's done. Okay. So it's not necessarily about that human contact. But it's about the experience and my experience right. that I, I have with them is is a good one.
0: Right, right. Colin. I as, as you rightly said, there is so much to talk about customer service and customer experience that we can talk for hours we will certainly so we will take those hours uh certainly from you and uh listen to your insights into this whole big arena there are different different segments uh about different different products and every every place will certainly need as i as you said uh it's a critical business issue and in my experience it is going to continue for a good amount of time especially again i don't want to take a name of a country especially a lot of products come from a particular country manufactured and people have uh, different views about different products at different point in time it all depends also who the seller is and whether he has paid some good money to actually get a good quality product manufactured till then you know this this product uh, this thing will continue at different levels across the world now talking about your books uh, uh, please if you can tell us about your books uh, uh, Colin, and as well as the podcast so that people yeah can, sure uh,
1: connect, uh, well, my, my books
0: are books and yeah to your...
1: my books are up here as you can see. Um, uh, so uh, probably the one of the uh, two books I would recommend people to look at. one is called The Intuitive Customer where we talk all about this behavioral science aspect of things. And the other one that has proved to be very popular is, is called The DNA of Customer Experience, How Emotions Drive Value. Uh, and both of those books are about how to get loyal customers. But they look under the skin of not just looking at things from a rational perspective, but looking at that emotional, subconscious and psychological aspect of, of things. So you can check out those if they're available worldwide, Amazon, everywhere else
0: right 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 colin it's been it's an it's a nice thing to talk to you, you know and learn so much about uh, customer experience uh, then my last question to you is again coming to the what what i asked was my first question is that how does custom co- company uh, consider uh, customer loyalty as
1: i think the the danger is organizations think of customer loyalty as being you just give us all your money mr customer okay whereas what they should be thinking about it from us is customer loyalty is a way of making profitable customers because i recruit the customer once and then i have to retain them Um, but once the way to retain them is to build that emotional attachment to build that emotional connection between them and that means if I go back to my wife Lorraine that means the relationship is a give and take relationship there are sometimes time there are sometimes things that uh, Lorraine will do for me and I will do for Lorraine that you know are give and take in that relationship there are sometimes things that that I do or she does that annoys each other annoys us and the same applies with a company and it's that human element of that give and take that I think is important. So it's not just about the person giving you all their business. It's also about you thinking, how can you help them? And again, the, you know, the final thing I, I would really like for people to think about is to look at what their customers are doing, not what they're saying. So really spend some time just looking at what your customers are doing and think to yourself why are they doing that you know and then how can you interpret that
0: right right with this it's a wrap on this very special edition of the kj masterclass live thank you so much colin for your time
1: thank you it's been really good really interesting conversation and you've had some really good questions thank you